0: This is Raptors Shootaround.
1: It's on to the finals.
0: A TSN 1050 playoff special. Oh, baby, what a play. The Raptors and the NBA finals live here. Yes, guys. Oh,
1: yes, they do. Hour number two, a Raptors shoot-around. Jim Taddy with you until noon. Matt Caus will join us for an hour. Leafs lunch preempted today because it's media day at the NBA Finals at Scotiabank Arena. Isn't that fun to say? The NBA Finals at Scotiabank Arena, game one. We'll have that for you live tomorrow night. Pre-game starts at 7, tip at 9. Nine o'clock is the start time for all these games. There's big gaps. Uh, There's the the game tomorrow night, and then the next game is Saturday, and the next game is Wednesday, and then Friday. So obviously there's a scene shift after game two, but great to have the Raptors in and great to have the Raptors with home court as we start the NBA Finals. Uh, Nothing new for the Golden State Warriors who have been there. This is their fifth trip in a row to the NBA Finals and uh, they know what to do and, and that's a cause for concern. No question about that, but what do we have here? Uh, so with Kawhi Leonard, I, I remember the shift in this, in the Buck series after game two, we had some American media types on in the pregame. They were talking about Giannis being the best player in the playoffs and, and quickly that changed by game five. There was the admission that no, it's Kawhi Leonard and then you get people that understand that this guy could be elsewhere In a couple of months, he could sign elsewhere. Doc Rivers, I don't know, is this tampering? Head coach of the Clippers says Kawhi is the most like Jordan we've seen. Oh, my.
2: He is the most like Jordan that we've seen. Like, there's a lot of great players. LeBron is phenomenal. KD is phenomenal. But when, not that he is Jordan or anything like that, but he's the most like him. Big hands, uh, post-game, can finish, great leaper, great defender. Uh, in between game, if you beat him to the spot, bump, bump you off, yep. and then you add his three-point shooting. You know, I don't. I never get in that. Who's the best player? Uh, you know, Magic is the best player. You know, Michael Jordan was the best player, LeBron. But the, it's that same group. Wow,
1: that is uh, heady stuff. But you know, if you watch the guy play. Uh, obviously, he had numbers. Jordan like numbers uh, earlier on in the playoff series, uh, so I mean, he can do it consistently. The defense is stunning. Uh, just really love this guy. You know, I, I've equated this to uh, when when you build a team in the game where the series is on the line, you want to look at somebody. It's almost it's almost an Al Pacino line. You're going to look at that guy across the room. You're going to look in his eye and understand this is a guy who's going to go to war for you. So as you, as you watch the Raptors play. You want to watch on the floor. The guy who has the ball, who seems to generate everything, that is Kawhi Leonard. There's no question about that. And whether he shoots or passes off or defends, you know that something good is going to come out of him, and you can count on it. You can't say that about a lot of players. That is the cream of the crop. There's no question about that. How about past history? We go back to 2016. Serge Ibaka playing for OKC, had a 3-1 Western Conference Series lead against Golden State. And Golden State rallied so this is surgeon what he learned on losing in the western final way
2: back then man just don't be lazy against them like i say yeah. you know i think uh, after when we was 3-1 against them and we got a little lazier and then uh, back game where clay just come just keep shooting all over the places so you know like i say don't be lazy against mm-hmm. them you have to be like him for 80 80 40 minutes mm-hmm. you know every night when you go out there well, you can't be lazy, that's for sure.
1: Um, and, and they will, you know, the, the, the Warriors will do their thing. There's nothing you can do about that. It's, it's how you respond to it. And, and we saw, certainly in the Sixers series and more so in the Bucks series, anytime you rip off four straight wins against the Bucks, you have done something, I mean, let's be honest, nobody's done that all year. So to rally from, and that's the, the strangest rally is, a, a 2 nothing series deficit where the home team wins the first two games. I could take you through a lot of uh, six-game series where the road team won the first two games and never won another game. But for the home team to be able to say that, won the first two games and then did not win another game, that's an exceptional story for the Raptors. It's not done very often, and so that's to be noted. Uh, the big question for the Warriors is how do you slow this
2: team down? Serge Ibaka on that. Yeah, the way they play, you know, like you say, you know, they're gonna try to make, you know, for make like get you fall a little sleep out there. But you know, and then you see Steph keep keep going. He's gonna pass the ball, and then you get you get fall asleep, and then he keep going, and then he, he get wide well, open threes, and uh, you know they just keep moving. He's no stop. You know him and Clay and uh, Draymond. You know the way he push the ball out there. So you know, is one of those teams where you have to be focused. Uh, 48 minutes. You cannot relax because if you relax, you know, and they get, they get hot, you know, it's going to be a long night every night. I mean, if you did sort of uh, some sort
1: of visualizing or, or visual association, when you think of the uh, not the Raptors, the Warriors, when you think of the Warriors, you think of the backcourt and those threes, are, uh, especially Steph Curry. I don't want to take anything away from Thompson, but Steph Curry, a flick of the wrist from from anywhere. From the center line in, and maybe on the other side of the center line, flick of the wrist off the, like just barely touches the back of that rim and in. It's a thing of beauty. I don't know how you defend against that. I mean, that is that's the best in the business. Uh, this is obviously a, a, a league show. We've told told you about that earlier. The NBA Finals, controlled by the league, and uh, American networks have a lot to say. That's ABC in the states. Mike Breen calls the action for ABC, and he talks about the Raptors' chances in these finals. You know, Golden State obviously with their championship pedigree would would be the favorite, but you can't you can't put anything past um, Toronto in terms of their chances to win because you know they play so well together and they have a star player who not only is is uh, extraordinary at both ends of the floor, but a star player that's been there before and doesn't get rattled uh, by the big moment as we've seen time and time again during these playoffs. Well, and that is something the Raptors can offer that uh, wouldn't have been the case a year ago. You've got uh, Leonard, uh, you've got uh, Green, you've, you've also got, uh, I'm doing a mind gap here, Gasol, there it is, uh, and, and so I mean, these people have been in these situations they, they know what to do and, and and this was the missing piece before, I think if you go back over the, the disappointment with the Raptors as they got deep into the playoffs, was at that moment uh, and, and of course you would have been looking at LeBron on the other side, what do we do about that, well there wasn't an answer, and uh, now you have answers and, and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, I mean, I haven't, haven't formed a series prediction yet, because I, I actually don't want to ruin the moment by being sort of held to the prediction, I just want this thing to to, to unfold in front of me and, and for me to report on it as it's happening as opposed to what I think is going to happen. This is one of those events that's so rare you would like to enjoy it because it doesn't happen often, and, and so you don't want to go into any sort of precondition on what you expect to see. Let's just watch it and enjoy it. Don't get to say that too often. Coming up next, we'll have Steve Simmons from the Toronto Sun as he gives us his thoughts on what could happen and and where we're at here with the NBA Finals. A reminder, Game 1 tomorrow night live on TSN 1050 pregame at 7, live from Scotiabank Arena, the tip at 9, and of course extensive postgame after. This is Raptors Shootaround, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca the TSN and iHeartRadio apps. Raptors Shootaround continues Jim Taddy with you in studio until 1. Matt Cause joins us at noon Uh, Coming up, we will have Masai as He speaks at Media Day at 11.30, at 12.30, Nick Nurse, at 12.40, Kawhi Leonard, at 1, Kyle Lowry. And our focus here, of course, is the Raptors as the NBA Finals start. Game 1 tomorrow night, live on TSN 1050, pregame at 7, tip at 9. Let's bring in Steve Simmons from the Toronto Sun. Steve, welcome. How are you today, sir?
0: Very good. Very excited, Jim. Yeah, I was... it's funny, you know, you're in the business so normally you don't get excited by events. You just cover them and go on to the next one. Well, for you and me and guys who've been around this city for a long time, this is the first major sporting championship in 26 years. So, I understand why people are, you know, excited and exhilarated and walking on air and all that thing and can't it's like you can't wait for it to start, but on the other hand, you wanted maybe a little more time to celebrate before it starts, and so that's the, that's the part of the feeling I have this morning.
1: Well, and of course, you know, it mirrors the Jays' story in that uh, you know you can recall the early stages of both franchise and franchises and franchises and the climb to respectability and the various stages they went through. But but in, in terms of, I mean, you have a, a list of, of big events that you've covered that's enviable to say the very least. Where where would this stack on that list?
0: Well, on a local level, it's it's right there. Um, you know, I did the World the two-world series uh years and they certainly are memorable. Um, we haven't had that Leafs moment yet. At least in in my working career we haven't. And so this would be as a Toronto event, frankly, you know, if not number 1 on the list, in the top 3 with the two-world series
1: yeah i I would agree with that uh and and if you could put that into all those other events that you've been elsewhere, i mean obviously you wouldn't have been personally invested in terms of seeing something from the, from ground zero all the way up to where it is now but but in terms of an event the n b a final is is as good as it gets too isn't it
0: well it's funny i've I've only been to one in the past uh and and they sent me the year before the Raptors began Houston played the New York Knicks in nineteen ninety four and uh I was going to basically make contacts and get to know people with the NBA coming to Toronto the next year. Well, here we are at Madison Square Garden on a Friday night and guess what happens? The O.J. Simpson car car thing is going on. And uh uh and so, you know, that biggest piece of television I think any of us have ever seen in our lives is happening while the Knicks and Houston are playing in a playoff game. And that was my that was my one NBA finals um, appearance, so to speak. I mean, I've probably done 20 or 25 Stanley Cups.
1: Uh, when you look at this uh, this series, uh, you know, I, I think we should you know, probably deal with Kawhi Leonard first. And you have a piece, a uh, recent piece, talking about maybe being the best athlete of all time in this city. And I, I don't think anybody would argue with you. But uh, for me, the story is, you know, Kawhi is here. But the roll of the dice by the front office based on playoff failures in the past is really an intriguing story because not everybody pulls that off. And, and, boy, those pieces that they brought in really paid off, didn't they?
0: Sure. And, and you're going to hear from Masai in, in, an, in an hour or so or half an hour. And, and I think that's going to be a lot of the tone of what he's going to be asked about. But fascinating enough, when he made the trade for Kawhi Leonard, and as good as we thought Kawhi Leonard was and as much as we thought he was, I don't think we really knew that he was this great. I don't think we really knew of, of all the things he could do. Um, but he was confused, and he said to Masai, why did you trade for me? And Masai said to him, because you're the best player in the NBA, and you, you don't get that many chances to trade for the best player in the NBA. And, and we gotta we want to win a championship with you. And that's what he said to him, and that caught his attention right away when – When other people were, you know, wondering about this deal and this trade and that kind of thing. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it was a fascinating gamble. Maybe it's a one year gamble. Maybe not. Um, you know, who knows now? I mean, one thing that's interesting to me is if you come to a team and a city you don't know and you get to know your teammates and you get to know the players and you go on to the championship round, And maybe even you win the thing. And I don't know if that's possible, but maybe you win the thing. And how do you then think it's going to be better somewhere else when they can pay me more to stay here, when I can get more years, when I can get all that? So I think, you know, where I would have bet all kinds of money that this was a one and done and that's all it was. How can you know now, especially with a guy like him, because you don't ever get a sense of what he's feeling?
1: Well, exactly, and that's that's the missing piece, right? You don't know exactly how he feels, but but I would suggest to you that that he could have, uh, in terms of his emotional investment here, the money's money will take care of itself, but but he could he could have a, a a bigger chunk emotionally here than he would get in any other NBA city because of of how Toronto is and and how this is a national team as opposed to a local team, and I mean, there's just much more meat on the bone here than there would be anywhere else.
0: Well, what you also don't know at this point in time is. You don't know if another team would be able to adopt that load management program, uh, that Alex McKechnie put in for specifically for Kauai and to his satisfaction and to the team's satisfaction. And it worked for everyone. Let's say he signs with the Clippers. Do they have the, you know, program in place? Is it going to work the same way? Is it going to work to his satisfaction? Is it going to keep him healthy? You know, all those things involved. You don't know that. So he now, he now comes from a knowledge base of, I know the GM, I know the coach, I know who I'm going to be playing with, I know they know how to deal with my health situations. So there are, you know, there's a lot of reasons for him to not leave anywhere and, uh, and you look at it two ways. One, if you win, it's like, um, you know, is that the legacy I came in, I won and I'll go somewhere else? Or what if you lose in six or seven and he's thinking, you know what, we're that close maybe it's worth coming back. And you know, if you go to the say the Clippers and you've got to take on this Golden State team again in the west, like where do you go from? There's a lot you can make a lot of um of you can make a long list of reasons for him to stay here. But again, what you don't know and that's the the great unknown in all this, and he's going to be asked that today no doubt. And again, he'll 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 walk his way around the answers because that's what he does, but uh, you know, you're just not going to get, um, you know, a definitive answer from him until the season's over.
1: Well, and without asking you for a prediction, I mean, they are that close, aren't they?
0: Uh, the, t- the teams? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the Raptors are that close to, to doing it. Yeah. I mean, you would think they are. But if if you look at right now at the, U- at the U.S., like, the Raptors aren't even in consideration. The way American media is looking at this series, this is like you know, this is like Golden State and somebody else. Yeah, the Raptors playing part of somebody else right now, and uh, so when when they if they can win one out of the first two games, somebody else is suddenly ar- arrived, and I think that's what's going to be interesting to see. And if and if Kevin Durant doesn't play you got to take care of Steph, and you got to take care of Clay Thompson. you got to take care of Draymond Green. Um, but if you think about it, they don't have the depth that, say, Philadelphia had up front in the starting lineup, or Milwaukee had with its bench. Um, so their, their top players are better than anybody else, but it thins out a bit. Uh, over periods, and uh, that's what I think it's going to be interesting to watch.
1: It will be fun, that's for sure. Steve, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Uh,
0: All right, guys. Have a a great uh, week, and uh, if you need me again, give me a call.
1: We will. Thank you. Steve Simmons from the Toronto Sun. At Simmons, Steve, is the Twitter account. And uh, true enough, we saw the change in the American media during the Milwaukee series. It was all bucks, and then slowly but surely... Well, look out, and then by the end of it, of course, they were won over. Now, Raptors have to go through that again, but... That's the nature of the beast. Coming up next, we hope to have Beside Jury live from the Media Day festivities at the NBA Finals. This is Raptors Shoot Around, TSN 1050, TSN 1050.ca. Also available on the TSN and iHeartRadio apps. Raptors Shootaround TSN 1050, TSN 1050.ca, Jim Taddy in Studio. And we're going to do some live stuff now. I mean, I'm here live, so why not? No canned stuff in this broadcast. Uh, looking, I am looking live. You can't see because you're you're listening. So I'm looking live at the shot at Scotiabank Arena. It's the media podium. It is Media Day, which always happens the day before the NBA Finals op- opens. Uh, Major League Baseball does this. The NHL does this. Our first speaker will be Team President Masayu Jury. And, and when he comes up to the podium, we're going to go to that live. In terms of uh, other guests that we'll have on the broadcast today, Dave Festchuk will join us at uh, noon. Matt Cause will be in early. Leafs lunch uh, is not happening today uh, because of the proceedings going on with the NBA Finals. It'll be back tomorrow. Let's go to Scotiabank Arena. Masayu Jury at the podium.
0: Hi, hey, good morning everybody. Welcome to Toronto. Um, so this will go the way we've been going for most of the playoffs.
1: If you could uh, wait to the mic before you ask your question, identify who you are so we know where
3: you're from. And I think that Messiah wanted to uh, open with a few words. Uh, just wanted to say welcome to Toronto. Uh, it's really exciting time uh, for us in the city. and. Um, I think it's, it's such a blessing to have uh, the opportunity for our team, our city, our uh, country to play uh, in the NBA Finals, but um, I want to use this opportunity to thank uh, our ownership Larry Tannebaum and um, George Cope, um, Edward Rogers, and Bellon Rogers. has been um, very encouraging for us and the support has been amazing. Um, Lastly, our uh, unbelievable fans—the um, support they've they've given us around the country—I think you can see uh, the sentiment around everywhere. Uh, there's so much excitement, passion, energy um, that um, we're excited to get started. So, um, welcome to Toronto. Questions from the sides. Uh, we'll start with Michael Grange, who is uh, to
1: your right there.
3: Sorry, uh, Michael Grange from Sportsnet. When you uh, were sitting in this building last July, uh, could you have envisioned, or how clearly did you envision having this opportunity just, I guess, 11 months later to uh, be speaking at an NBA Finals? Um, it's surreal, but I, I think when you, when, when you um, put the team together and we all uh, dream of a championship, um, we all uh, think about that and um, I think the change was hard at the time and, uh, but um, we, we knew the kind of player um, we were getting and um, if we overcame and um, we dealt with all the issues that um, we felt that um, could come together. Um, I think we were all positive about this kind of moment and all dreamt, dreamt about it. Uh, the players have been unbelievable, the coaches have been uh, remarkable. We've had remarkable leadership from Kawhi, Kyle, uh, Marc Gasol and Nick leading the way. Um, this is uh, this is what you put yourself in position and our, our job is uh, to try and create that team, uh, try and uh, create the atmosphere for them, um, the workplace for them to to prepare. And uh, there's been a lot of preparation, and um, they've 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 done an incredible job. Uh, Tim,
2: he's just uh,
3: to the right. beside Tim Reynolds with the AP. Hey. You, you spoke of Nick.
1: Um, I, I know the job is not done, of course, so it's unfair to ask you to assess before the season's complete. But the 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 spot that he was put into, it's always awkward when you replace someone who's the reigning coach of the year, someone who you work worked for, how would you say that he sort of
0: navigated um, those choppy waters and, and got the team got the team to
3: this place? How would you sort of assess what he's done at this point? Uh, to give uh, Dwayne Casey credit, uh, he, he prepared us for this too. Um, this is, it's not something that started in one year. I don't know that a team can just start in one year, so um, I think uh, I want to say that Dwayne Casey and Demar Derozan are part of this. Uh, they are part of our journey uh, and uh, how far this has this has come. So I think Nick has um, has done a good, great job, uh, just taking it from there and uh, building his own identity and um, and building a team that uh, he wanted to coach in in, in a certain way and. Uh, bringing up uh, us to, to this moment, he's made the right adjustments, I think, and uh, it's been a roller coaster sometimes. And um, we've had tough games. We've had um, uh, really, really tough games. Um, sometimes in this game, you need some luck here and there. Um, we're um, a hard-working team, and I think Nick um, has that persona. and uh, that ethic that really translates to everybody and uh, the whole organization as a whole.
1: Uh, Jeff, could
3: you come on Jeff Stillman so and
0: sure. John, you're right. Jeff so right. So USA right. Today. Beside, just a, a little bit of a follow-up to Tim's question. Uh, Nick, uh, you know he's had a Game Seven in his first playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe if could go a little deeper. At what's impressed you about what he's done in the playoffs?
3: Uh, sometimes, you know, when you are dealing with um, pressure and uh, these games coming uh, every other day, uh, when you're thinking on the fly, uh, thinking during the games, um, the adjustments to make, um, being a first-year uh, head coach, they are going, there's going to be an adjustment period, and I think he's done remarkably well, even using some of his past experiences. He talks about... Uh, the D-League, he talks about Europe, he talks about uh, mixing lineups and uh, and different players at different times with what we've gone through this year with mid trades and uh, load management and um, uh, injuries and all the different things and Nick has just been one to never complain never um, he's always it's always how does he adjust how does he use what uh, he has uh, uh, with the players and uh, to me that That's one thing that, he, that has really stood out uh, with him and uh, he's done a remarkable job uh, To Eric Kareen, who's in the third row beside Michael Grinch Eric Kareen, the athletic
1: uh, Obviously Kawhi's health was a story throughout the season and when you made the trade Was there a point during this season that you thought
0: okay, he's in a really good place, we might get to see the very best he has to offer, or is
3: that sort of progressed even throughout the playoffs that it became more certain that you'd be able to see that? Honestly, as soon as we made the trade, I thought that, you know, as soon as the guy was in our hands, you know, um, to get a player uh, like that, uh, he made it clear that um, his health was a priority for, uh, for him. It was a priority for us, and uh, to see the progress from, and just his mindset when he came into the building, and uh, into training camp, the work he did in the summer, uh, coming into training camp, and the work he's done all year. Um, Kawhi is quiet, but he's relentless. I'll tell you, um, his work ethic is is, is almost crazy how um, he, his, his regiment, taking care of his body and, and doing all the work. So um, with when there's preparation, I think you are, you are confident and when you see the preparation um, throughout the season, um, you know um, what this kind of player, or you feel um, what this kind of player is, is going to produce. And um, you don't wish this kind of injury on, 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 on anybody, but you could tell with him it was a priority to get back uh, to the highest level. Uh, six miles back on your right, Masai. Masai, Greg Grady from uh, Sportsnet fan. You don't have
1: a draft lottery player on this team. You have the roster acquisition or composition that's really unusual. You have trade lottery picks to get where you need to go. Does it speak to how astutely the Raptors have drafted and how other organizations that, the organizations that drafted Kawhi and Kyle
3: and Marc Gasol have drafted? It's incredibly unusual. Uh, I I give the credit to uh, Bobby Webster Dan Tolzman, Teresa um, Keith these guys that that work um, I I think tirelessly um, scouting these players and studying these players evaluating them and trying to see what kind of players fit uh, with us Um, our tone is set by Kyle Lowry and I think um, that uh, he, the way he plays, um, his attitude towards the game and winning, um, because at the end of the day, I think sports is all about winning. And the mentality of Kyle really translates. The mentality of Kawhi, the mentality of Danny Green, of Marc Gasol. Um, these guys are sergi baka, They are built a certain way and, and we do our best to study and you hope when, it, when uh, these players are put together that uh, the chemistry comes together, uh, but uh, they, they, I, I think it starts from the leaders and uh, Our job is to, to go and find these type of players And I think our player personnel and scouting department do
2: an unbelievable job uh, We'll go to Sky Sports who's at the back on your levels. I'm and JD from Sky Sports UK um, when I kind of look at your career you yourself you're born South African parents you're born in England um, you're your head coach as well obviously is covered around the world in terms of a basketball savant and two of your stars also come from Africa is it always been in your foresight to kind of make the Raptors a global NBA team uh, I,
3: I think being
2: it, it says a lot that the f- the
3: first NBA finals um, outside America is being played here. Um, maybe one day we'll be real world champions or something. Um, but this is um, this is what we, we dream of. Um, every day you come to work, it's this is this is it, and it's it's overwhelming because you you think. Um, uh, when I look at all the international players we have on our team, and uh, from Mark, and even our staff, uh, the people on our staff, um, the backgrounds, it's really brought us together, and um, I think it says so much uh, because that's how our city is, that's how the country is, that uh, we can we can all relate to uh, the multicultural or uh, the diversity of of Toronto and Canada, and. Um, that's that's how our team is. They they talk in different languages on defense, they talk in different languages in the locker room and uh, it's like it's like that in our organization and um, being international myself and being from Africa I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. Uh,
2: standing up to your right with
0: Fak. back. Hi, Karen Kirk, MBC Sports Faya. When your team arrived at the finals, you said Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the league. From the Warriors' perspective, Steve Kerr said, KD is the most skilled player in the league, and I understand teams love their guys, but what is the distinction in your mind that makes Kawhi the best?
3: Uh, I don't know that there are any of those people will argue with me that he's the best two-way player in the NBA, and when we talk about basketball, we're talking about playing on both ends, and I feel that if we put him on both ends of the court, he has the ability to be the best player in the league. And that's where it, it came from.
1: So we're going to Tim Vontaut, who's
3: in the middle. Hey, MSI. Uh,
1: you mentioned Kyle a few times and his leadership uh, with this team. Obviously, you guys have been through a lot the last several years. I was just curious, you know, what have you seen from him in terms of his evolution, both on and
3: off the court? And how has that translated to the ways he, he has helped lead you guys to the finals this year? There's something about that guy that I just believe in <laughs> you know it's it's incredible um, we've, we've been through um, so much and um, he's a winner um, there's, there's no other way to put it he's a winner um, we've he's been hit upside the head from every different angle and every different angle in the world um, whether it's personal everything and he he survives it you know like but every day he comes he comes to win um, doesn't matter what mood he's in you know like he comes, he comes to win and uh, I saw that one day playing in the gym here when we were, this was still our practice facility and um, nobody knew I was watching that day. is like four or five years ago and they were playing pickup basketball and the way he just competed without anybody being in the gym there was just five on five and a couple coaches in there, it was preseason and he played he played his ass off and and that's just how he is and he leads us i think in the right way and um, yes we've gone through um, we've had our ups and downs but i think this year there was a really good moment um, where um, we we sat down and we really talked about what we wanted to accomplish and uh, it's tough conversation but these are conversations that you have to have i did understand how kyle felt Um, when um, obviously we made the trade and it was tough. Damar his best friend. uh, I do understand that completely Um, and that's the toughest part of the business that we all talk about but um, in terms of Kyle um, I've seen him grow. I've seen him grow as as a person, as a leader on our team and I can only get better from here. To Jared
1: Greenberg,
3: who's standing up to your left, the Masai. Masai, Jared Greenberg, NBA TV. A recent
1: online uh, survey concluded that all but three of the U.S. states are rooting for the Raptors to win the championship this year. Mm-hmm. For a fan base that has built its bones on us against the world, how does it feel now to be playing for a title knowing that you're the fan's choice to win? Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, It feels good. We don't want to, I don't know if it's underdog, we just feel like we've done a, like we've prepared well to be here. And you go through that that grind, it's it's very, it's very flattering, you know, for for us uh, as a team, as an organization. I know our players would would love that, uh, that we get get that support, but these guys are prepared, to be honest. And uh, we've been trying to prepare for this moment uh, to get here and... Uh, it's been a grind, you know, we get mocked. We get uh, people talk about us in, in, in different ways uh, But uh, For us, that's the growth. That's the, that's the thing. Those are the things that we have to uh, We have to go through but uh, I Can tell you it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy here tomorrow. It's gonna be crazy here on Sunday It's gonna be crazy here for a few days because um, that's the mentality of our fan base, and um, we know it across uh, the world. That's something special about here. Um, we can reach the world easy uh, from here, from Canada, and we're happy to be uh, the global team that represents the NBA. Sitting down, Masai, uh,
0: on the left. Uh,
3: Adrian Goldbrill with City TV here in Toronto. saw so you kind of touched on it there a little bit in your opening remarks as well. What do you feel it means, not just for the Raptors, but the city of Toronto, to
0: have the global spotlight on our city, and perhaps putting to rest some of the misconceptions about Toronto and basketball in this country?
3: Yeah, we heard all of it. Uh, again, I say we have to grow to get to this moment, you know, and. Um, It's such an incredible city, sports city, whether you're talking about us or the Leafs or the Blue Jays or TFC. um, It's a great sports city and there's room for everybody. Um, It's incredible um, how diverse it is and um, we're we're going to continue to grow this and live this in, in, in this city. Um, you, you see the fans and uh, wherever you go, whether it's a restaurant, where, everywhere um, the support has been I, I think amazing uh, for us and um, I said it when I came here, I know this city will win it, 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 and it's not uh, me or anybody, it's, it's there's something about it here and sports, it, it comes around. Um, Many cities will win, you know, like in Toronto, we'll win, too.
0: Josh Lindbergh TSN. Masai, you brought Pascal in with the 27th pick. You obviously saw something in him then, but could you have imagined him developing into the player he is today as quickly as he has? And how big has that been in terms of getting you guys here this year?
3: I'll tell you, when I saw him in basketball without borders, no. Um, we all uh, want to act like we know everything, but we don't. That guy has been incredible, and I think his progress uh, you've seen, um, even during the year. Uh, Pascal, I think, should have been an all-star. Uh, he wasn't an all-star, an all-star he elevated. After all-star, he elevated. and. Um, was there a chip on his shoulder Um, during the playoffs everybody said he's young new player in the NBA he elevated uh, even more he's been an unbelievable revelation for us Um, but I know Pascal and we've had these moments of talk and he specifically said to me um, a couple years ago that he doesn't want to be one of those African players that's labeled, um, whether it's a shot blocker or more um, defender or rebounder or he runs. Um, he wants to be a stop. He wants to be a versatile player in this league and he wants to be able to do it all. And he's put the work into it. Um, we all used to hold our breaths when he took a three point shot. Um, well, we all used to hold our breath sometimes when he we went on the fast break, and now we can't wait till he do, um, he does that again. It's preparation, it's practice, it's work ethic, uh, it's that mindset uh, of winning. And I think he has that mindset too. Uh, to just down from where Josh is to Josh's left there. Side
0: Joe Barton from The Athletic, you mentioned something earlier about difficult conversations and one of the storylines surrounding your team all year has been what will happen with Kawhi Leonard in the future. When was the last time you discussed his future with him and how have you, if you have, made the case to him that the Raptors is where he should be long term?
3: Uh, I said it from day one, we're going to be us. You know, um, I think Kawhi Leonard is a superstar and we're going to treat him like a superstar, but uh, we're also going to do all the natural things that um, I think will help us um, uh, get to that level uh, to convince uh, Kawhi that um, this, is, this is the place for him. And um, the, the future conversations I've had with Kawhi, uh, about the Golden State Warriors uh, and that's his mindset uh, his mindset is what is at hand right now uh, I mean uh, what's the job right now and the job right now is is to beat the Golden State uh, Warriors I think when he came here he made it clear he wanted to be healthy uh, he wants to play on a good team that will compete and I think um, kudos to Alex McKechnie and um, Hawaii's team, uh, I think they've worked together uh, to get him um, slowly back to um, to playing at this level after missing, uh, playing only nine games last year. Um, I think um, when he sees the way with the city, the fan base, basketball, um, I think um, coaching everything you know almost has to come uh, together and Uh, I think there was an incredible moment in Game 7 with with, with that shot. Um, All these things I think naturally they have to come together and um, I think we're blessed here in Toronto that uh, it's slowly coming together for us but uh, the trust, um, you hope to build that trust where uh, at the end of the day we know that there are two tough moments in sports in the job that we do. Uh, Make it very, very difficult, and that's trading a player. uh, And when a player leaves uh, in free agency, we all have to prepare ourselves um, for everything. And I think we've built this, uh, uh, built this trust in a way that um, whatever it is, I think we would have prepared ourselves.
2: We're going to do two more questions. We'll go to Vince, uh, who's sitting down uh, on your right, as I halfway back.
3: Hi, Hi. Good to Detroit Free Press.
0: Aside from the Kawhi Leonard acquisition, uh, is there anything else that you take away from your
3: past playoff disappointments that how you addressed or how you went about building your current roster? Um, yes, we needed to, I, I think we needed to figure out a way where, um, we played sometimes a little smarter, sometimes the way um, we defended, um, sometimes. Um, the way we adjusted uh, to games, sometimes um, our toughness, uh, sometimes um, just going through those games, um, having uh, those sweeps or those defeats, um, th- that teaches you I, I think. Um, and our team maybe hopefully were a little bit more versatile. Um, I, th- I think we saw Um, When we played Orlando, um, we played a big team like the Sixers, Um, I think we were able to compete with them, it was a tough series, but we were able to compete, Uh, same thing with Milwaukee, and I think Nick is able to make adjustments in in terms of the personnel we have, and all these things have... um, there's, there's no knock here on the past. Yeah, honestly, like, because we were part of the past. So we're part of that defeat too. We're part of the knock. Uh, so um, we just have to learn from it. That's what I think good organizations should do. And um, we learn from that, and uh, we find ourselves here, and uh, there'll be more learning moments, I think. Um, but um, we play sports to win. And that's why we play the game, is to win. And that's what we want to do here, is to win.
2: Uh, so the last question is from Kayla Gray, who's at the very back, side. I am Masai, Kayla Gray, TSN. Hi. You talk about the timeline at the start of the season, obviously, you're losing DeMar DeRozan, gaining Kawhi Leonard. Was there any point in the season where things started to click for you guys, maybe facing DeMar, maybe Kawhi returning to the Spurs, or that game with the, against the Spurs? Was there any point where things started to feel right in terms of buy-in and that trust that you talked about?
3: Um, I think it's different moments for different people, I, I think, on the team. Um, it's hard. I'm not, um, I'm not big on the trade deadline. I think people know here I like development, I like uh, growth. And we did try um, a couple years ago. We, we, we made a couple moves at the trade deadline and it didn't work. Um, so sometimes you take your chances. Sometimes um, these are the things that uh, you have to do. Um, for me, I don't know that there's any um, uh, specific moment uh, that uh, I felt that it clicked because every year, every day, you're trying to work. Every day, you're trying to build. Every day, you're trying to prepare uh, for for moments like uh, like this. So um, I don't know that there's there's one particular moment, but. Uh, it's a season, and you, you have your ups and downs, and uh, hopefully we've prepared ourselves the right way. Thanks
1: very much, everybody. Thank you. That is Masai Jury, president of the Toronto Raptors NBA Finals Media Day, going on at Scotiabank Arena. In the next hour, we will have live on our airwaves Nick Nurse and Kawhi Leonard. Matt Coz joins us next. This is Raptors Shootaround, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, also available the TSN and iHeartRadio apps.